Welcome to the Encourage podcast. Each weekday, we meet you right where you are as one of our 30 writers shares what's going on in her everyday life and how God's right in the middle of it all. They bring their unique experiences, joys and struggles equally so that you can feel less alone and be empowered by the hope Jesus gives. Listen in as our narrator, Grace P. Cho, reads today's article. Today's article is written by Jamie Nato and is titled, Will You Be a Flamethrower or a Fire Extinguisher in the Dumpster Fire of Internet Comments? Several weeks ago, I opened my Instagram feed and noticed some weird activity on a video I had posted many months earlier. 46,000 likes? Have I been hacked? As I clicked on the post, I realized that a 15-second video I had made of our neighborhood summer block party had unexpectedly gone viral. Wow, this is cool. The video wasn't anything special, just a quick pan of the street from my front porch. Neighbors gathered around folding tables we had set up in the street, and kids roamed in packs like happy wild animals. It was my attempt to share a glimpse of our neighborhood magic, and I wrote a quick caption with tips and encouragement to help others engage their neighbors too. With over 2 million views, this was obviously striking a chord with people. Again, my first reaction was, how cool? Except, it wasn't all cool. Most of the comments rolling in were from complete strangers. Some of them were encouraging, but as the video went more viral, the comments became anonymous and cutting. For the next several days, I had to be really vigilant to delete spammy comments like, DM me and I'll send you $3,000 tomorrow. And biting comments like, must be nice to live in an all-white neighborhood. My gut reaction was to spew back defensively that my husband is the first Filipino Homeowners Association president the neighbor has had, and that my Asian kids are the ones on the scooters there to the left. I want to point out Miss Christina, who goes to the Asian market and brings us special candles and Tiger Bomb every week. But as I scrolled through nasty comments and messages about our neighborhood, our race, our demographic, all the unimportant and untrue things being assumed as fact on a post that was meant to stir up kindness, I realized I had to decide how I wanted to treat this dumpster fire. I could defend myself and add fuel to the blaze, or I could take a beat and let my paws extinguish the flames. It seems like more and more, any time we open our phones and computers, we see someone's extreme views about the latest hot topic, which appears to be almost everything. What a time to be alive when you can communicate your inner thoughts to pretty much anyone with the click of a send button. Chances are, you've also experienced this phenomenon of the unfiltered response. I miss not being anxious about relational stress as we approach yet another election year, yet another global health issue, Yet another this side versus that side. And before I can even formulate language to describe this anxiety, my body responds for me. I wear my shoulders as earmuffs. My breath quickens. I wince. My brow furrows. Blood rushes to my cheeks. My stomach hurts. If you watch the news or have social media or talk to a neighbor, you probably know what I mean. I close the computer and think about it all day. And it isn't just my video gone viral. It's all the backhanded comments and jumping to false assumptions. It's the tearing down and creating us versus them categories for every possible issue. It's using our words as weapons and calling it normal. It's all of it. I can't help but think. I wish she hadn't mentioned that. 
I wish he hadn't said it in that way. They make me so mad. Why are people like this? Why can't we just stop treating each other like this? And let me say, when I'm about to actively run into an argument after reading Cousin Fred's entire comment section in his latest fire breathing post, I instead take a deep breath and consume truth that comes from a living and active God. A God who loves me but isn't afraid to ask me to check my perspective. So I pray, I am the problem. Forgive me, Lord, for wanting to murder this person with my words, for believing I am more worthy of your gift of grace than he is. Give me the supernatural power to love someone I think of as my enemy. I can't do this on my own. As believers, we should be people marked not by fear, hatred, or murderous words, but by peace. We should desire unity instead of actively seeking out division with our words. We should have the markings of self-control and love, not unbridled tongues that have the power to set the world on fire. See James 3, 5-6. I don't know if I really believed that until the last couple years, but haven't we all witnessed the destruction caused by our tongues and how they hold the power of life and death? We each have personal accounts of our own fractured relationships and devastating losses. But lest this all start to feel a bit depressing, we actually do have great hope. Jesus tells us, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16.33 ESV Hear Jesus speaking it to you. In me, you may have peace. Take heart. Notice how your body responds to the truth. It's quite different from scrolling through a social media feed. Maybe if you're like me, your shoulders come down and your breath slows. As the words of scripture settle into my heart, I can see things more clearly. We are too quick to scroll conversations and comment threads and assume we are the only ones who know the correct path. But God is our good shepherd. He actively searches to bring us back to himself, reorient our hearts towards him, and give us the peace of his guidance, care, and protection, even from ourselves. We are not on our own when we face difficult circumstances and interactions, or when we have to navigate complex relationships and complicated feelings. When we see ourselves and others with the right perspective, we remember that our words— whether written in a comment or spoken out loud, have the power to attest to a better word. God is our only hope in this world, and what good news that it doesn't rest on our human shoulders. Ask yourself, where am I tempted to use my words to tear down or divide, instead of to build up and bring peace? This excerpt from Come Sit With Me was written by Jamie Nato. In Come Sit With Me, 26 of our Encourage writers help you navigate tough relational tensions by revealing their own hard-fought, grace-filled learning moments. They show you how to delight in your differences, honor and value others even when you disagree, connect before you correct, trust that God is working even when people disappoint you. Whether you're in the middle of a conflict without resolution or wondering how to enter into a friend's pain, this book will serve as a gentle guide. Discover how God can work through your disagreements, differences, and discomfort in ways you might never expect. Come Sit With Me is now available wherever books are sold, 
and we'd love to send you the introduction and the first two chapters for free. Sign up at the end of today's article. And to read more from our writers, visit encourage.me. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. We'd also love to connect with you on social at Encourage. Looking for hope and encouragement? Need help remembering who God says you are? Use code PODCAST50 to save 50% on a hope and encouragement Bible from Dayspring. Get yours at encourage.me podcast. The Encourage podcast is narrated by Grace P. Cho and brought to you by Dayspring, makers of your favorite cards, books, and gifts. Visit them today at dayspring.com.